Grace to you in the name of God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Welcome uh, as we gather here together uh, to worship uh, through this technology of uh, video. This morning, we're going to begin our time with a song, uh, and we're going to sing In the Garden. So let us sing this morning. I come to the garden alone, while the dew is still on the roses, and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses. tells me I am his own, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. He speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds hush their singing and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing and he walks with me tells me I am his own, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. I'd stay in the garden with him, though the beautiful this morning. Let us uh, have a prayer together this morning. Let us pray. God of promise and hope, we come to you feeling dried up like a valley filled with dry bones. Share your visions of new life with us that we might have hope 
for our future. Bring us up from the grave, that we might live as people of promise. Put your, put your spirit within us, that we might have life everlasting. Amen. So our first scripture this morning is going to be Psalm 130. It is Psalm 130. Uh, and we're going to be reading the entire psalm this morning. And this is uh, Waiting for Divine Redemption. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark inequities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is great power to redeem. It is he who will redeem Israel from all its inequities. That's Psalm 130, a psalm waiting for the divine redemption. So this morning again, I remind you that uh, we are uh, looking for your offerings, if you're still able to do that, uh, and we pray that you are, but we understand that this is a time of struggle, that this is a time uh, where we have to make hard decisions. So we invite you to pray over this this morning. We invite you to pray on whether or not you uh, have the means to do that. Uh, and if you do, uh, there are a couple ways that you can get that to us. Uh, you can mail it to us there on, uh, at the address on the screen, 1137 Substation Road. Uh, or you can try it online at nccumc.org uh, slash giving slash church. You'll see the address there on the screen also. Um, and if you have any troubles uh, doing any of that, getting it mailed out or getting it uh, done online, uh, you're welcome to give me a call here at the church. Uh, the number is 910 4531. Uh, so uh, we're, we're looking uh, forward to continue to worship with you um, through these means uh, for um, as long as is necessary in this time of um, distance socializing. Um, but we pray that uh, you are being blessed by this. So let me offer a prayer this morning over these offerings. Let us pray. Holy God, you sent your Son into the world that we might set our minds on life and peace rather than dwelling on earthly things. Receive these offerings that it may go forth to continue the work of Christ who brings fullness of life. May our gifts be a source of light in a world that has learned to love the darkness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this morning our uh, Old Testament lesson comes from Ezekiel. Chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. So let us hear now the words from Ezekiel. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down, set and brought me out of the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the middle of the valley. 
It was full of bones. He he led me all around them. <laughs> you got me laughing this morning. Sorry. It's okay. It's always good to laugh. Let's try this again. So Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord came upon me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. They were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded. And as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked. And there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy mortal, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came. Into them, and they lived, and they stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves. O oh, my people, I will put my spirit within you and you shall live. And I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. That's Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 14. And then our gospel this morning comes from John. John chapter 11, verses 1 through 45. This is the story of the death and resurrection of Lazarus. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha, Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus. Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death, rather it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, 
after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble, but because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble, because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been dead in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When he said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus, not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her were also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench, 
because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this morning, I want to talk about grief and hope and how... Those two are shown in today's gospel lesson and from Ezekiel. So we hear the story of Mary and of Martha and how they are grieving their brother, Lazarus. You know, they had sent word to Jesus because they, they knew what he could do and what he was capable of. So they, they sent word and said, Jesus, come, Lazarus is ill, the one whom you love, hoping that Jesus would come and heal him. But Jesus didn't immediately go. He lingered for just a few more days in the place where he was. So I want you to think about how Mary and Martha felt at this time. You know, their brother is dying. And by the time Jesus gets there, their brother is dead. So Mary and Martha are experiencing grief. Grief over the loss of their brother. They're going through the five stages. They're going through the stages of denial, anger, depression, bargaining, and acceptance. See, Mary and Martha would have been bargaining with God. They would have been making if statements that they would say, If you just save my brother, then we will do this or do that. They're also going through the denial that Lazarus does finally die. And they say, how could he be dead? Jesus knows of Lazarus' situation, and yet he's died. No, this can't be true. You know, we, we did everything we were supposed to do. We prayed. We sent word to Jesus. There's no way that our brother is gone. Then they experience anger. Anger at Jesus for not coming right away, for not healing Lazarus from a distance. Angry at God for not hearing their prayers and answering them. And then Mary and Martha retreat from the world, thinking what, you know, thinking how what they could have done and what they're gonna do now without their brother. They're experiencing a deep depression. They're lost in this fog of sadness and wondering. And then there would have been some sort of acceptance. 
And Martha shows us this acceptance when she goes out and, and speaks with Jesus. She accepted that Lazarus was dead and that he will rise again in the resurrection. She accepted that life was going to go on, but it was going to be different without Lazarus, without her brother. And she was not okay, and it was not all right, but she was accepting this new reality without her brother. Now, during this time of having to distance socialize, you're experiencing some grief. And you may be experiencing one of the five stages right now. See, as a church, we have lost our gathering time on Sundays, our time to come as the church and gather and worship our Lord with our brothers and sisters, with our family and friends. You know, you may have done some bargaining when all this began. If you take this virus away, Lord, and let us gather again, then I will attend worship more. I will go to those Bible and those book studies. I will participate in the discipleship groups. You may even have gotten angry when you heard that this was going to be longer than you expected, that we were going to have to do this distant socializing for a lot longer than just two to three weeks. You may be experiencing denial that it will be May, May before we are able to gather for worship again, that we will not be able to gather for our normal Easter services, that it can't possibly be that long before this is gone. And you may be just going into yourself, into the fog of sadness and wondering from the loss that we're experiencing of not being able to have contact with one another, to be able to have to do this from a distance. You may have already moved into the acceptance phase and that worship is, this, this new way of worship online is the way things are going to be for a while. That distance socializing is the new reality. And I tell you this morning, it's okay to grieve. It's okay not to be okay. Everything is not going to be all right. Let yourself grieve. Give yourself permission. Jesus, Jesus was greatly uh, moved in spirit and disturbed when he came to the tomb of Lazarus. John eleven thirty five, the shortest scripture in the Bible, says Jesus began to weep, or Jesus wept. He wept at the tomb with Mary and Martha with those who were there gathered. But you see, Jesus didn't stop there. No, he, he, he wept for Lazarus and for Mary and for Martha, but then he said, take away the stone. Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And then the stone was removed. And Jesus offered a prayer to the Father 
And then he called out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Imagine, imagine what it was like for those standing in the crowds that day. Imagine what they saw and what they felt when Jesus called to Lazarus. And here comes Lazarus. Not walking out of the tomb as we might imagine. No, he came hopping out of that tomb because he was still bound in the burial cloths. His face was covered. He was hopping out of the grave into the light. And Jesus had to tell the people, unbind him and let him go. Hope in the resurrection. Jesus is the resurrection. Lazarus lives. Hope is Jesus. See, Ezekiel this morning talks about hope for Israel. That their time of exile is not the end. This time away from the promised land is not the end of things. And how does God show us, show the Israelites this and show us? He has Ezekiel prophesy to the dry bones in the valley. And it tells us that there was a rattling and these bones came together bone to bone. And then sinews and flesh came upon them and breath came from the four winds into them and they lived. A multitude lived. God knows where we are. And this is not over. This is not the end. So do not lose hope. We will again be able to gather together and what a glorious day that will be. There will be tears. There will be hugs. Lots of hugs. There will be praise and there will be worship. And there will be food. We're going to have a great feast that day. Take this time, this time of distant socializing, of worshiping online in our own little small family groups to strengthen your faith. Love your God and love your neighbor. Embrace new and creative ways of worshiping, of praying, of studying the scriptures, and in serving one another. Stay connected to God. Stay connected to one another. Call each other. Text each other. Write a letter to one another. Take this time to grieve what we have lost. But also take this time to renew your hope in our God. And in our Lord Jesus the Christ. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.
So this morning to end our time together, we're going to sing um, the hymn of promise. So let us sing together. In the, in the above there is a flower, in the seed an apple tree, in cocoons a hidden promise, butterflies will soon be free. In the cold and snow of winter, there's a spring that waits to be unrevealed until its season, something God alone can see. There's a song in every silence, seeking word and melody. There's a dawn in every darkness, bringing hope to you and me. From the past will come the future, what it holds a mystery. Unrevealed until its season, something God alone can see. In our end is our beginning, in our time infinity. In our doubt there is believing, in our life eternity. In our death, the resurrection, at the last of victory. Unrevealed until its season, something God alone can see. Receive now this benediction. Go with the blessings of the one who forgives our failings. Go with the blessings of the one who saves and heals our hearts. Go with God, and may the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house. Shalom to you now. Shalom, my friends. May God's full mercy bless you, my friends. In all your Christ be your shalom. Christ be your shalom.